Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine and a half years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin, publisher of GoToby.com, and I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. And we thank our sponsors for bringing this show to you every week. That would be the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, American Village, a gated 55-plus community where I recently moved, and Hammock Community Church, my favorite church over in the Hammock. That's uh, church the way it used to be. Our co-host Walker Douglas is on his second week of leave of absence. Uh, he takes more time off than than the President of the United States does. Uh, but I have somebody else here today. I have Joe Wright. Joe's a long-standing citizen of the Palm Coast area and active in uh, both civil and business situations. For one thing, he's the president of the Education Foundation. He's also uh, owns Quantum Electric, which is a large subcontractor to the building industry. And he's got a couple of other businesses we'll talk about. But first, we're going to just do a little rundown. We're kind of getting near mid-month. We don't have enough February numbers to really talk about too much. So we'll just uh, we'll talk about January. Numbers have changed a little bit since last, last week. The number of homes home sold in January was 157. That's single-family residential homes sold through the Flagler County MLS system. And it's 157 versus 143 a year ago, same month. So the number of homes sold is up 8.4%. And that's a change for for the first nine months of last year. Pretty much each month was down year over year from the previous year. Median price, 382500 that's up from 359400 same month a year ago, or 6.4%. That's a reasonable increase. Uh, of, of those 157 homes, 68 were new construction. And that's 43% of the homes sold. And nationally, uh, interestingly, the last month it was 32% of sales were new construction. So we have a higher ratio of our home sales being new construction. The median price on the new construction homes was 374.4. So that's that's about 8,000 less than the overall median. Total sales, that's the total dollar value of all of the MLS single family transactions, 74.1 million up from 61 million a year ago. That's a 21.5% increase. And that's significant because the total sales is that's the dollar number that really runs the whole industry. Everybody gets their their profit out of that number. The realtors get their commission out of that number, the contractors, subcontractors all get paid out of that number. So if you've got twenty one and a half percent more money to pass around this year than you did last year, people are smiling. There were uh, eight homes sold for a million dollars plus. Half of those were from for cash, and that's kind of consistent with what we saw through most of last year. For those of you who might be worried that we're going to go into a recession and that we're going to have a repeat of 20 years ago and we're going to have a housing crash, 
in January, there was only one new foreclosure filing. Uh, back in the day, it was in the hundreds that's right. within a month. Mm-hmm. And only one completed foreclosure, and that's one that comes out of the other end where it basically gets sold at the courthouse steps. And there are only 193 open foreclosure cases in the county, and that used to be over 1,000. And it's been 193 for four months in a row. So that's we're stable. Uh, we don't we don't have a. I don't think we're at risk of going into a housing recession locally. In the city of Palm Coast, uh, and I want the people who have complained about growth listen up here, um, because you know we had times uh, twenty years ago when we had over four hundred single-family residential building permits in a given month. And remember, Palm Coast was less than half its current size then, so it's on a smaller base. But in 2022, there were 1,730 single-family residential permits. In 2023, there was 1,342. So single-family permits were off 22.4%. So... Don't let anybody talk you into the fact that we're we have out of control rampant growth. It's just it's just not true. But we do need new construction. Uh, CNBC News reported that we're short nationally between four and a half and five million homes. That's that's unsatisfied demand, and that's. That's true for a lot of reasons because, well, actually, we, we probably lost 10 years during the latest recession. The housing industry just pulled way back. I mean, there was one month during the depth of the recession when Palm Coast only issued three building permits in a month. Yeah, that's – yeah, I remember the time well. It was a very difficult time, especially in our industry. We felt it. We felt that pullback. Well, we'll get back to the industry in a minute. But first, I want you to tell me about your role with the Education Foundation because uh, the quality of our school system has a lot to do with our real estate market. And it help, I mean, people choose where to live very often, especially if they have children, uh, very often on the uh, ranking of the school system. Yeah, and I think even people like myself who who don't, so much concern myself with my own children, but know that resale value definitely has a lot to do with um, the schooling. So you, you you could cost yourself a lot of money if your schooling drops in that period of time. So and my spot with the Ed Foundation was led by a, a close friend of mine, Joe Rizzo. Um, when he passed, um, Teresa asked me to, to come aboard, and um, I've been serving as her president for the last almost uh, nine months, and um, I've enjoyed it. The Ed Foundation does a lot. They raise about a million dollars a year in grants and um, scholarships for the uh, children of Flagler County um, and to further, whether it be for college scholarships or uh, tech schools or um, our local FTI. Um, we support the children through the um, – through their growth through our school system and also after when they go away to their schools. Mm-hmm. And we hope when they finish their school, they come back here, right? I've been preaching that for a long time in our schools uh, to the kids that it's good to go away, but it's great to come back. We need you and we need the skill you learned. 
And uh, along with that, not not part of your educational foundation, but over the last few years, we've had two major universities open satellite campuses here, and uh, they're both in, in town center, but the health-related industry, which ties in an awful lot with our future market here. With, you know, I, I'm living and breathing an example of the fact that our demographics kind of lean to the older side uh, over, uh, well, it's roughly 32%, so over 31% of our population is 65 or older. And so we have a high demand for health care because I don't remember the exact numbers, but I recently saw the percentage of your lifelong health care costs that are spent in the last three years of your life, and it's, it's a damn big number. It sure is. And, and I think it was an open market for us that was unexplored, but I was glad to see then when it came to fruition and we started to bring the nursing schools and, and the training for these people in the new hospital that was built on the Palm Coast Parkway really – expanded the ability for our um first of all our youth to be involved in and local um businesses and we gave them something that that wasn't just construction or something else that they could uh train for mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to have an industry i th- i really think we will be a healthcare hub health sources resources hub for northeast florida uh, centralized we, certainly we're, yeah. we're in a great spot between orlando and jacksonville yeah we are if, if you, you know if we're, we're right at the mid midpoint you know, sure. and and they're expanding when i moved here 24 years ago we, we were out in the hinterland for both of those That's cities right. i mean jacksonville didn't give a damn about us nor did orlando That's but right. now they're now they're looking our way and we're right at the midpoint so someone can locate here and actually serve both of those metro areas we see it. We see it quite often. I think in in my interactions with people outside of the area, um, we we get a lot of questions about well, what's Flagler like, and and what should we what should we be looking for in those areas? So the business people we deal with in Jacksonville and Orlando are looking towards Flagler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to have a big identity crisis, but not not so much anymore. And it's helped that that we've had uh, the Speaker of the House. Be our local representative. Oh, that was a real big, that's a big win. Yes, and, and, and that's going to win again. It won some good funding last year, and I think you'll see a lot more coming this next in this next budget. I'm counting on it. <laughs> so, uh, tell us about Quantum Electric. That's your primary business. This is our first business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're an electrical contractor. Um, the majority of our work is infrastructure based, um, underground electrical utilities. Um, we install uh, the initial for subdivision work, underground um, electrical installation for Florida Power and Light or OUC or Kissimmee Electric or uh, Duke or Clay Electric. So, and we do the state. We do more of our work in Orlando. I'd say probably eighty-five percent of our work is in Orlando for that. Mm-hmm. The balance of our work is um, small commercial work and residential. Yeah, you sub. To some of the builders, do you not? We do. Mm -hmm. We sub to um, national builders and local builders. Everlast Homes here locally is one of our uh, builders, but we also work with INB Homes and um, Adams Homes and and a few others that we do uh, work for. And then we have a service department and uh, industrial end. Now you have HVAC. You do that? Is that within the same quantum umbrella? It is within the same quantum umbrella. 
And um, it's a smaller group than our Quantum Electric started uh, two years ago. And um, we, it, with a plan, grew it slowly. We wanted to make sure we didn't um, get too, go too fast. So we're just taking our time, um, building up customer base, and working on um, the installations and our processes as we go. So that's, uh, but that's one of our newest, well, that's one of our newest businesses we have. Mm-hmm. Now, so how does that tie into your pizza business? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, he knows. I'm, I'm looking for some synergy here. There, I'm, not, so, I'm not seeing it. There is because, and it really does work this way. Um, he knows refrigeration real well, and refrigeration in the pizza business is very important. So we got we have to watch. Uh, he does help us out a lot with our refrigeration, uh-huh. which does tie up a bit of his time. But um, we didn't do it for that reason, but it was a benefit from it. Um, okay. Our pizza parlor is. Uh, we're real happy with it, and we're working on our sixth year there at uh, Palm Coast. Uh, okay, and the name of the Anthony's Pizza. Anthony's Pizza. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, with that, we're going to uh, just step away for a moment, take a momentary break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Free for all Friday. You're looking at the cost of housing. You you can just knock $21,000 right there in the city of Palm Coast. That's going to impact fees. Local voices. We're not just polishing what we have. We also have to begin preparing for what the future generations will want. I'm David Ayers. Join me and my co-host, Brian McMillan. Free for all Friday, following the news at 9 and Pierre's Reality Check. Right here on WNZF. With streaming and podcast on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Welcome back. This is the second half of Real Estate Matters. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, My guest today is Joe Wright, who's the owner and principal of Quantum Electric. He's also the president of the Education Foundation, and he owns Anthony's Pizza. We were just talking about that uh, just before the break. You know, I I saw an article just uh, yesterday. There's a new pizza that's sweeping the country now, but they call it a of course, we've heard of everybody's heard of Chicago pizza, New York pizza. Yeah. This is Detroit pizza. I have not seen this at all. Yeah, and it's a, it's a different. It's square, and it's basically layered upside down. So you put your toppings on directly on the crust. Then then the you put the, then the, put the cheese over, and then the sauce over that, and the sauce is like in stripes to oh. make it like a checkerboard pattern on top of the square pizza. I've seen it. I never heard it called that, but I've seen it. Um, I'm a pepperoni guy, so I just, just kind of plain. Just well, the the, the concept of the article I read was saying that the when you put the toppings directly on the crust, the flavor of the toppings permeates into the crust much better than it does if you sounds, put, if you put sauce down first. Sounds believable. I don't hardly taste it. I just. Stuff it right in and <laughs> <laughs> don't even notice it. Yeah, you don't by. get chubby like me, not eating. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about uh, the building trades. Uh, I, I read an article once that said <clears throat> that uh, I think it was over forty different trades are involved in the total project of building a brand new home, and that goes all the way from the site preparation people that 
take That's the right. trees down and do the site prep uh, the CAD operators that do the blueprints and the drawings and on up through to the obviously uh, people that work with concrete and masons uh, framers electrical HVAC painters sheetrock right. I mean cabinet people finished car- carpenters are not framers and there's times when it's very busy around here that you feel like all 40 of them are in the house at the same time while you're working there. So yeah. it can it can get kind of hectic. It's a it's a sometimes a nightmare and I really respect the men who and women who have to get those schedules put together because that's a well there's there's so many things that can throw your schedule off. First of all, especially now when there's a shortage of of skilled labor. So everybody's working with fewer laborers than they would like to have. And then they they find out that um Somebody failed a sheetrock inspection yesterday, so you can't come in and, That's and, right. and paint or whatever. And so you get, you're planning on having a crew on site tomorrow, and you get a call tonight that says, we failed an inspection, we'll have to reschedule. And then you look at your schedule, and you don't have another day for four more weeks. And That's that, right. that throws that whole project off by a month. Yeah, it's it really is. And you really try to work with the builders because they're teammates, and, and you want to make sure you, you do it. But... Um, there's many days when you roll up at 7 a.m. and the, the job's not ready and, and they're heading back home or, or trying to get to the next building and make sure it's ready. So, yeah, it's it's a struggle. And and you know, when it's different when you're a production builder like D.R. Horton. They've just got boom, 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 side by side. Right, They just go right down the street. But they also uh, do some infill lots, scattered lot building. And, and we have some, a lot of builders here that's – that's what they do, scattered lots. Mm-hmm. And scattered is the operative word. That means that they're all over town. And, you know, Palm Coast is, is not a small It's a area. large swath of land. It's a, it's a lot of land. And, you know, it's 20, 25 minutes from one side to the other. That's, oh, and, many times I've had this conversation with builders um, when we start. Uh, and if something's not available. So if we trim out a house and the water heater's not there and we have to go back, um, the guy I'm sending is probably going from Seminole Woods to um, Matanzas, Matanzas. Um, and so it's an hour and a half lost time of the guy driving there, hooking up the water heater and turn around and drive back. Well, so, and, and because of our ordinance forbidding um, construction or well, commercial vehicles in the driveway, he's got to right. go from home to probably Hargrove Grade or something to get, right. get his truck and then go <laughs> over to Banel over back to Seminole Woods back to his right. neighbor's house maybe that's, that's really it. it's we um, and, and our employees it's a concern to them certainly they've they've brought it up to us about the inability to take the vans home or, or um, use them after hours um, I, it's a double edged sword I understand it and the city council is fighting that battle now I think mm-hmm. no I and Certainly, uh, both sides have a legitimate argument. Yeah, you know. I've heard both sides, and I, I definitely that's a debate I didn't want to get into. Mm-hmm. That would that would be a decision I wouldn't. That'd be a vote I wouldn't want to have to make on city council. No, I wouldn't. Okay, uh, now new construction is constrained by uh, pricing uncertainties because things like lumber can go up and down fifty percent in a matter of weeks. Uh, Sheetrock, uh, copper, things it, all like, of yeah. yeah. It's it's really volatile. Um, our pricing is is for decades we maintain the same price for houses. Um, they didn't barely budge. Um, that that two years ago when that inflation hit, it really shocked us because we had prices out 
that we had to stand up for that were not good prices. Our copper prices had skyrocketed. We couldn't get the materials. If we were getting it, we had to overpay to get it here, and we had to have it shipped in from wherever. It really um, taught us some lessons. We certainly mm-hmm. learned our lesson from it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a lot, a lot more people in the industry are using a cost-plus model. It's it, When we're available, when it's available to us, we do. Um, a lot of our builders are building these um, spots as specs, and so they need hard numbers, and, and, and we're working with them with the understanding that if the price moves, we got to be able to let you know right away. So mm-hmm. it's it's something we've learned. Our- yeah, but I mean, the, the spec houses typically are, are more generic plans. That's so, right. But when you get into the custom side of the business i mean that it's a it's cost a two-year two build <laughs> yeah cost plus at only. least yeah yeah mm-hmm. we, don't, we try not to get in anything that's custom that isn't cost plus and then you've got uh labor shortages uh i know that uh recently we lost some labors to other states because of some misunderstanding actually of what yeah more than anything it was a, a large misunderstanding and it wasn't um it was a the a group that just felt like there was um there was a they were attempting to go after the immigrants and mm-hmm. so they went to a state that they thought it was going to be easier to deal with um they were wrong there was not nothing ever came of it it was a like i say nothing burger but the way well, it was rolled it, out it, it turned out to be a burger though because they, they did, they, some of them actually did leave and they didn't come back that's right they have not come back yeah so labor shortages is another issue that the industry deals with supply chain challenges and that's just availability, especially. I mean, I hear it, it, it's not always the same thing that's in short supply. It's, or it always moves. But uh, things like custom windows, uh, I've, I've heard you know, as long as nine months to, to wait for we, custom we, windows. We definitely feel it's easing. So in the last, I'd say, six months, we felt an easing, um, probably from what you were saying earlier, that the, it wasn't a deep slowdown, but a slow or a settling of what things were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were able to get on top of, and all of us who were uh, available to do it, stocked up on materials so that we could be prepared for it. So we don't have any, um, we have five or six houses in prep all the time so that we don't have somebody where we drive out to a house and we don't have half the material we had. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, no, another uh thing that's affecting the industry is uh, interest rates and people don't uh, it depends on who you ask whether you think it's going to go up or down and how far uh, I, I personally think that mortgage rates are going to go down into the fives to low sixes over the next year I, but, I think they'll settle for sure I think they'll stop certainly rising and I think there's a there's a, a movement to keep it from flopping where it goes from inflation to recession. Mm-hmm. So I think they want to be really on that gas pedal the moment they feel like it's going that direction for sure. Yeah, but I think uh, people are, are gradually coming to the conclusion that it's not going back to three. And if they've got to make a decision, pull the trigger on a, a sell-buy, uh, they might as well do it now. I was always in the belief yeah. that three wasn't a realistic number anyway. No, no, it never was. Uh, one of the other constraining factors that I don't think a lot of people appreciate is just land availability. And and when I say land, land is in all different states. I mean, uh, you can look at land as raw land that's covered with trees, and, mm-hmm. and it ha- you don't know how much of it's wet, how much of it's dry. You don't have no idea. 
how many gopher tortoises are in there. Uh, there's so many unknowns, and you you start out with a piece of land like that, and, and you learn about it. You go through uh, geotechnical That's right. processes and, and engineering, and you figure out how much fill you're going to have to have. And um, uh, it, it just takes time, and sometimes it can take a year to just get the entitlement, the right to go in and, and maybe cut a tree down and to, to clear the land. And then if you're looking at one of the typical subdivisions, it's, it's a year's worth of work just doing that horizontal construction before you have a buildable lot. Yeah. And so, the economy can go two turns in that period of time. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. And I, I think that's why more and more people in the industry are, are carving out niches. That it, they'll, they'll option land, get it entitled, and then flip it. That's right. And then move on to another, and they'll option Let, some other land and flip it. They yeah. don't get into the horizontal. There's some that just do horizontal. There's some That's that right. just go vertical. It's where you're built. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a niche is certainly where everybody's, I think, uh, heading now. Yeah, because it, it takes some of the, you know, time is money and, and long, any, you take a long enough time period and there's going to be uh, an economic cycle built in there. That's right. And you, you just want to be in the, on the right stage of development when that cycle hits. Or be able to survive it. Right? Yeah, you, the end is you're hoping you can survive any downturn. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to have a, a handful of specs being built when the market suddenly goes We've potty on you. We've seen it. Well, Joe, this has been this has been fun. I've enjoyed uh, this. We'll have to have you back. I will look forward to that. Uh, I will too. And come back next week, everybody. I'll be here. I think Walker will be back. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. 